0: Following Jesus. I've been talking about following Jesus for the last month. We're all followers of Jesus. If we're Christians, we want to follow Jesus. But what in the world does that really mean? What does it mean to follow Jesus? So I've talked about following Jesus. Also talked about following him in his love walk. Following him in his obedience to the will of God for his life. And also following in him in the suffering that he endured to fulfill God's plan Uh, for salvation for all of mankind. So today will be the last part, even though there's tons of things we could talk about, but I'm going to talk about something that's not often talked about. It's following Jesus in power and authority. We're to follow Jesus in his power and authority, and that's pretty neat, isn't it? I think most people uh, who have any acquaintance with Scripture would say that Jesus had power and authority on this earth. I think you would all agree with that. Power and authority to preach the gospel and to help people in supernatural ways. He healed the sick. He ha- freed those who were oppressed and possessed by demons, and he preached the gospel. In Luke 4:33, Luke 4:33 it says. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, Ha! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What is this teaching? With authority and power, he gives orders to evil spirits, and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. So Jesus had power and authority, and he used it to help people. Jesus received the power and authority that to do these wonderful things from his heavenly Father. And you kind of think, well, what does that really mean? It's kind of like a police officer receives authority from his police chief and, and the city that he works for to arrest people and uh, give people traffic tickets and things like that. Jesus was given authority by his Father to do the work that he did. Jesus was given power and authority over evil spirits. He could exercise this authority because he was submissive to the will of his Heavenly Father. Let's look at Luke 6, verse 17. Luke 6, verse 17. It says he, meaning Jesus, Jesus went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem and from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by evil spirits were cured and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him in healing them all. (laughs) The power of God was coming out of Jesus to heal people. In the Bible, the word authority is used to describe power or ability to do something, uh, given by command or derived from a higher authority. It is the right power or ability to do something. So Jesus had the, the ability to use the power God had given him. And that's awesome. And we can see in this next scripture... How the Father gave authority and power to his Son, and then Jesus is giving it to us. In John 14, 8, 8, it says, uh, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father that, that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words that I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command. So Jesus is saying there that, that he is in the Father, the Father is in him, and then as Christians, we are in jesus christ and jesus Christ's spirit is in us in the works that jesus did he's given us the commission the power and the authority to do the same things to preach and to teach and to heal the sick help the oppressed but you know we need jesus to do that we need god's power to do that and of course we aren't on the same level as jesus christ But his mission, his power, and his authority has all been placed on the inside of Christians. And we need God's Holy Spirit to empower us. In Acts 1, God provided for that Holy Spirit, his precious Holy Spirit, to fill us and empower us. In Acts 1.8, it says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Every Christian needs the power of God, the Holy Spirit, to come upon them so that they can be witnesses for Jesus Christ, so they can follow him in power and authority. We need the Holy Spirit to have power, the power of God in our life. While God's power comes through the Holy Spirit, it is the authority that Jesus Christ gave us that enables us to use it. According to scriptures, we have the same power living in us, that lived in Jesus Christ. And that power is not supposed to just be contained in there and and, and hibernating on the inside of us. It is there to function, to work, to bring about good results in the people around us. That power, that mighty, mighty power that dwells on the inside of Christians is is there to bear good fruit for the kingdom of God. Um, It's not supposed to be trapped. It's supposed to be working. It needs to be available to do the things that God has put us on this earth to do, to share his gospel, to witness, to teach his word, to preach his word, to pray for the sick, to drive out evil spirits, to defeat the works of Satan and the powers of darkness in this earth. In Acts 4.33, it says, With great power the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them. I want that said of me, that with great power, I continued to testify about the Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans 1.16, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it, it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. See, the gospel of Jesus Christ that's been planted on the inside of us It's power. It's power for the salvation of everyone who believes. And they need to hear it from us to be able to take the first steps toward believing. The main reason the power of God is in you is for the salvation of others. If you think about the main reason the power of God, the authority of God was upon Jesus Christ, it was for the salvation of others. And that's the main reason the power of God is on us, is for the salvation of, of others. In Romans 15, 17, Romans fifteen seventeen it says, Therefore, I glory in Jesus Christ in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except that, G- that Christ has accomplished through me in leading Gentiles to obey God, but what I have said and done, by the power of signs and miracles, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Christians, be full of the power of the Holy Spirit, so that people can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 13.4 says, For to be sure, he, who is Jesus, was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by God's power. Likewise, we are weak in him. See, as human beings, we're weak and frail. We have many problems and many hangups and many, many uh, weaknesses. But it says, uh, yet by God's power, we will live in him to serve you. So we're to live in Jesus Christ. We'd be following him and his power and authority so we can serve other people. There's a God-given purpose for God's power and authority in our lives. That being to lead people to Jesus Christ and to live lives that are pleasing to him. Are you full of the power and authority of Jesus Christ? I want to be full of that power. In Luke 9, one Luke nine, one, it says when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. You know, as I've said before, we need God's authority and his power to accomplish the Father's will. And, uh, you know, Jesus needed it and we need it even more. And, uh, you know, the Bible talks so much about being strong in the Lord and in his power and one of the most well-known scriptures is in Ephesians, verse 10. And I'm going to read this out in the New Living Translation. And as I read it, think about you and how are you strong in the Lord. Think about yourself. Am I strong in the Lord? It says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers of this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. That ought to give you some insight on reasons that you need to have God's power because we are struggling against these evil forces. Verse 13, therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in this time of evil. Then after the battle you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be able to be fully prepared. You know, if you don't have peace in your heart, peace in your life, peace in your mind, you're not going to be strong and you're not going to be walking in God's authority. So we need to have the peace that comes from the good news of Jesus Christ. Verse 16, in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We need the Holy Spirit, and we need the Word of God if we're to walk in any kind of power on this earth. Verse 18, pray in the Spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So be strong in the Lord and look at those scriptures. Meditate on on Ephesians 6 and how it tells you to be strong in the Lord, and it will really help you. I hope you've been encouraged to... Think about the power and the authority that God's given you and and ask yourself, is this power and authority functioning in my life? Is it working in my life? Is it evident to other people that I'm walking, that I'm in Jesus Christ and his power and authority is working in me? Or do I have it all bottled up? Am I keeping it, you know, kind of contained and uh, quarantined on the inside of me? Let it out. Let that power and authority out to help other people. I'm going to end by praying this prayer that's in Ephesians, that Paul is praying for the Ephesian church, that they would be strengthened with power. And I pray that for you today, that you would be strengthened by God's power. Ephesians three sixteen, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine according to his power that works in us, to him be glory, be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And amen means so be it. So the, that thing, these things that I prayed for you, I say so be it. I trust that it will be uh, come about in your life in Jesus' name. Well, I hope you've been encouraged by this. I hope you you uh, are are uh, more thoughtful about following Jesus after this series. That you think you know, on your daily life, am I following Jesus in this or am I following what I want to do? And let's let's make a determined effort to follow the Lord Jesus. And if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus in your life, I encourage you to do that today. You know, God wants you to follow Jesus. He wants you to be his child. He wants you to be part of his family. And he went to tremendous efforts to make that available for you. So what he's asking you to do is repent of your sins. That means turn around, be sorry, want to start a new life. Repent of your sins, turn around, and put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and determine in your heart to serve Him the rest of the days of your life. And call upon Him. The Bible says, if you call upon Him, you will be saved. And I encourage you to do that today. Just, just all by yourself, go go before the Lord and and. Tell him that you're sorry for your sins and you want to serve him and you believe in Jesus Christ, that he uh, shed his blood for the forgiveness of your sins and he's your Lord and Savior. Okay, I'll talk to you. Actually, I'll see you on Sunday. We're going to have a special Thanksgiving communion service with Pastor Terry. And so I'll see you then. God bless you. Bye-bye.